and welcome to the first ever Netball Nation podcast. I'm Emma Louise Jones and we're very happy to have you with us. Uh, Netball Nation, as the name probably suggests, is your one-stop shop for all things netball here in the UK and abroad. Now each week we'll be bringing you news from the world of netball, scores, analysis and updates from the week's game and just generally discussing and championing this beautiful sport. This is Netball Nation. Uh, now, joining me as part of the Netball Nation family, we have former England Roses captain with a whopping 84 caps and the director of Netball at Loughborough Lightning, Sarah Bayman. Hiya, Sarah. Hello. How are you? Happy I'm New good. Year. Thank you. Yeah, Happy New Year. It's good but, to be here. I feel like I'm saying that to everyone at the minute. I know. It's, it's getting to the point where we've got to stop saying yeah. it, isn't it? It's not new anymore. <laughs> it was almost mid-January. Let it go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, alongside it, we've also got ex-England international and head coach at Leeds Rhinos, Maggie Woo! Birkinshaw. Here thank she you. is. I thank you, Sarah. I thank you. You're welcome. How are you, Maggie? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. You're all good. I'm very well, thank you. Right then, if you're wondering who I am, because I've not introduced myself, uh, I'm, as I say, Emma Louise Jones. I'm going to be your host for this. And basically, I'm here to ask the ladies all the questions that you want answering. Uh, And the intention of this is just to be an open space, uh, whether you're an amateur and you're looking to play more professionally, or whether you're just a little bit interested and you want to find out a bit more. We are here to just answer your questions, talk through it, and also have a bit of a laugh. It's, It's pretty important that we do have this kind of podcast at the minute, though, isn't it, Maggie? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, for me, netball has been my whole life, and I wish when that I sounds started. quite sad. Like I know, it does. I You've got playing. a child. Am I, am I on the right program? Should it be our tune that we're playing? <laughs> but you see, back in the day when I started, there was never any of this. There was never any support for netball. There was never any support for female sport, and it's always been um, at the forefront of my life. So years have gone by, and finally, we've got to the point where we are actually representing, as far as I'm concerned, the best sport in the world and you know netball nation are going to be the ones that are out there that are going to champion it and let's get it out to all those fans absolutely that's a sales pitch and a half i love that sarah isn't that good yeah it's pretty pretty good (laughs) (laughs) and and of course we've got a lot for you ladies to boast about we've got um 2019 vitality super league well underway we're going to be analyzing the matches from round one and find out who our panel are excited to see in the next round so we'll be talking about that shortly uh we're going to talk about the positive effects of the vitality roses commonwealth gold of course and the recent accolades awarded to both the team and the individual players. But first, it's only fair that we talk about the Super 10, which took place on Saturday and saw all 10 Super League teams in action at Arena Birmingham. Now, Sarah, as the new director of netball for Loughborough, <laughs> yeah. I feel like you've not been given enough of a round of applause for oh, that. I know. That's, 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 that's it for Sarah. I didn't, Yay. I didn't want to mention it, but it was, it was underwhelming. <laughs> Here she is. Hey. Um, I mean, your side had a pretty tough draw, didn't they? Yeah. When you're saying we have to talk about it, I was like, oh. <laughs> do we? Gulp. Do we really? Um, yeah. I mean, we, we had a tough day at the office. We, we got a bit of a spanking off Wasps, um, who were a very good team. Um, and Loughborough, we are a new team, we're rebuilding, we lost a lot of players, but um, it's a it's a good reminder of how far we've got to go. So we'll come out this week, we've got our first home game against Seven Stars, we're excited about it, and you know, we're going to improve in the season. So that's the main point to take from last Saturday for us, I think. Definitely. It's important to not be too disheartened by it, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's round one. You know, yeah. you, you you take what you need from it. And Wasp were, were always going to be a, a real difficult challenge in round one, but we've learned a lot from it. And I think if you if we can show that this week and we can show we've learned and we've improved from that experience, then that's fine. I think that the problem... The problem is when you don't learn from those losses. So, you know, we've got some positives to take. We've got a lot of negatives to fix up and we've 
we've started doing that this week and hopefully we'll we'll see a much better performance from us this week. Definitely. And Maggie, you were there, weren't you? Yeah, you I, went, I spent the day in Birmingham, which was uh, great to be sat watching it um, rather than in my armchair at home. Yeah, I was going to say, what's that like, even the atmosphere being there? It felt exceptionally strange because the side of the court that Sarah was on with mm. her team was where I was last season, the season oh. before, so it did feel strange. And I want to come out and sort of say something in Sarah's favour here because I was part of the Loughborough setup last year and... We lost, you know, she's lost three key individuals from her squad. Now, she has got talent running right through what she has at the moment, but a lot of it is exceptionally young talent that that need to, you know, gain the experience to step up against some of those really big key individuals from other, other franchises. So, yeah, Sarah knows herself that, you know, she's got some work to do and she's not shy of work and she'll crack on with it and the girls will know she's cracking on with it. Um, but in fairness to her, you know, it is rebuilding. It's almost like having a new squad and you could not really come up against the worst team on your first yeah. run out with your new team which is a very well established wasp squad who really only lost one key player but have that much depth within their squad it doesn't make a difference no. to them talk no. about throwing you in at the deep end yeah well you know you've got to start somewhere you might as well start with the best so <laughs> yeah, i like that um, yeah just just crack on with it but i think i was i was really impressed with the crowd on saturday um in terms of the number of people that were there all day we had we were second on court at one o'clock um the game before us which was bath dragons had a really good crowd mm. in at 11 a.m yeah. um, i wouldn't have been there at 11 a.m if i didn't have to be well mm. I was there. on a saturday morning five to eleven i like it and I then, dedication but, <laughs> but then the crowd just maintained all the way through the day the seven o'clock game of, wow. of bath versus mavericks there was still a pretty full crowd mm. and i think that's that's just an indication of what the commonwealth games and the england team success has done for the yeah. popularity in terms of just bringing it mainstream and, and making everyone realise there's a, a product right on your doorstep week in, week out in the Super League that everyone can go and watch and yeah. have a good a day out of. at. Yeah. And it, like you say, it was covered on Sky as well, wasn't it? Well, Sky. yeah, I mean, I I set my, my Sky to record, so I got all the games on Sky, but there's nothing better than actually physically being there and being in and amongst the atmosphere. Yeah. And as Sarah says, you know, 5 to 11, I was there. A lot of, you know, you say it's about getting... The, the the full feel for the full day of the you know the, the five games that I played me I'm a tight Yorkshire woman I want to get my money worth <laughs> I like that like, I'm right there with you yes that's oh. true you had to buy a ticket for the day so maybe oh, that's yeah. why everyone was there oh, like, yeah. I'm not leaving yeah. yeah but in fairness in fairness you know years gone by you know I've been there when there's been a really poor crowd. Well, it was a full house. It was almost a full house on Saturday. So that's really encouraging. And in that full house were, were lots of children, mums, dads, you know, schools, just the demographic that we're trying to hit. Yeah. And know, I, all ages. I think it's nice that they took it to Birmingham as well. We've had a lot at the Copper Box and in London yeah. recently yeah. in terms of internationals. And yeah. I think it's nice that they took it to Birmingham. It meant that most teams got support because it's a fairly central Indeed. Yeah. Stick it in the middle. Stick yeah. it in the middle and see what happens. Yeah. And it, <laughs> it, it worked. It went a treat. Yeah. <laughs> and is there... Anyone who, in particular, any teams or any of the any of the players that stood out for you on Saturday, their performance. Well, I think we've got to talk about the uh, the obvious, really, with the uh, the sirens. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody was sat waiting. They'd, they'd heard about the signing. You know, they've got Cat Tuaviti. Tuaviti. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you. I'll say it. Wrong I should have written it down phonetically, and then I could have just <laughs> read it off the paper. But I mean, everybody was, you know, anticipation was high, waiting yeah. for her to take the court. Because for those who who don't know her, then you need to get to know her. You need to be switching on when they're playing to watch. She's the goal shooter. She comes from New Zealand, and she has got hands, vision, movement. Like it's just unbelievable. And she's she's a bit like a magician on court. The tricks that she plays with that ball 
you just can't believe that it's possible to be done. I imagine she's pretty intimidating to come up against. I think if you're a goalkeeper or a goal defence, you will not be looking forward to playing her in yeah. the Super League this season. And she made a difference. I think she made a massive difference I think, to her team. I think she did make a difference and, and she's she's provided excitement in this league. You know, yeah, She's yeah. doing something different to anyone else. She's, yeah. she's got a skill set that is completely different to, to lots of mm. other players. Um, and I think Sirens looked really solid. Yeah, I think they, they had her at goal shooter. They've got Gia Abernethy in, in the mid-court yeah. and they've surrounded them with good Scottish players who had a really good performance at Commonwealth Games yeah, also. Yeah, they did. And they look like a solid team. So I think they're going to surprise a few people. I think they're going to give some of the the kind of anticipated top teams a, a tough time yeah. and, and ask some serious questions. Um, and then I think also, you know, I don't think... I think the players who were talked about beforehand delivered on Saturday. Yeah, so yeah. Serena Guthrie played really well for Bath in her first game back. I mean, she's in just this solid, isn't she? Who would not want to have her on I mean, their the, squad? The girl's a freak, like athletically. <laughs> she's she is. in the best I'll, possible I'll way. Her. Like yeah. she's she's incredible. Is that, is that pressure for them though when they're so talked about? You know, to know that the anticipation is there and everyone's sort of eyes on them. Is that like? a lot of pressure you see Sarah them. probably she knows Serena I, I mm. don't I only know her from, from the court and all yeah. I can say from what I see of Serena is, is that she just goes about her business she's a job to do and she gets it done whether she feels that pressure and that tension I don't know Sarah probably I think Serena's, Serena's so laid back that sh she'll know that pressure's there but I think also what's great about her is she's come back to this league with the intention of giving back to English netball with the intention of making the league better and I saw her on Saturday um, just after they'd finished. And I, and I said to her, oh, I, d I didn't realise there was anyone else playing today other than you because she'd been in the Times, she'd been, in, she'd been on the Sky website, she'd been all over Twitter. And, I, and, and she was laughing about it. But I mean, it's great because the, the fact that she's willing to kind of put herself out there and let that let herself be talked about and put that pressure on herself for the good of the league, I think is, is a really great thing. But Exposure. do you know what, though? I mean, she was awesome before she went yeah. across the water. And it's just sad... Oh, I suppose it's an indication of, of, of where we are with female sport that, you know, she has to go abroad to gain those accolades to then come home for anybody to be even interested in her. Whereas Serena has always been awesome. And I just yeah. don't know why they didn't pick up on that before she went across the water. Yeah, that must be frustrating for you guys on the inside seeing that going. Yeah. Why? Yeah, and I think, and, that, and we've got awesome players here that I don't think get the recognition Correct. they deserve. Yeah. Layla Gusketh, before she signed yeah. for Adelaide Thunderbirds, was phenomenal yeah. the past couple of Super yeah, League seasons. Been, yeah. Never got talked about. She signs with an Australian team. Oh, we always knew she was great. Well, why did you never put her in anything? Why was she never on any media? Yeah. What, like, yeah. her name wasn't out there. Yeah. Ebony Ossero Brown's a little yeah. bit the same. She gets forgotten about. Mm. She's a world-class defender. Mm. She's been in England for a long, time. <laughs> a long, long time. She's been she's been doing her job a long, long mm. time. So I think we need to appreciate a little bit more what we've got on our yeah. doorstep and what yeah. we've got in this country playing netball because we've got some phenomenal talent and only only when someone else sees it on the other side of the world do we go, yeah, oh, yeah, we they're, they're great, yeah. yeah. Wow, I feel like we need some sort of stage. That was a proper good, good speech. There. Sorry, proper rant there. I know it was good. Another round of applause reply, required. I think yeah. there. But but we're, we're talking about our girls overseas. I mean, we've yeah. got some some serious some serious talent that are playing their, uh, the netball overseas. You know, and it's great for the Australian and New Zealand leagues, and it's great for our girls because they gain that extra experience. But you know, for me, I want to see our girls back here. I want to see our girls playing in our Super League. Mm. You know, playing English netball and, and and applying the trade there. I mean, Sarah. You know, I don't know if we're allowed to say it. Can we say it on it? Can we say it live on air? Y you can say whatever you want. About Maggie. Congratulations <laughs> to Sarah Beaman! Yay! Yay! Come on, tell us your news. 
So I got engaged over Christmas. Woo! Woo! Yay! <laughs> Very but exciting. you see, Sarah's partner is abroad, playing her trade, playing netball. So that for you When is... I think she is a superstar. I mean, if, be we, here. if we, we can't get, get if, I was going to say, if we can't get her back home for a wedding, then <laughs> yeah. we've got no chance, have we? I'm hoping she's coming home for that. <laughs> Fingers crossed. She might, yeah. she might find time at half time. Yeah. In a game. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously though, congratulations. Thank that you. is amazing news. Yeah, is. Uh, and I just want to go back as well to um, the fact that Team Bath, Wasps and Manchester Thunder, they've, like you said earlier, all retained a lot of their players from last season. Uh, and that, that showed, didn't it, in their performances? Yeah, on I think... Saturday. I think Thunder particularly, there was a lot yeah. of talk about how well Mavericks recruited in the off-season and they did recruit well, but I always had Thunder down to win that game because Thunder have played together a long, long time. They've been a very good team. Mm. I don't think they've missed a semi-final since maybe 2011, 2010. They've been top four for a long, mm. long time. And I think people year on year underestimate how... Um, how much stability plays a role in how well a team plays. And they've, they've been together so long that they they played a solid game and beat Mavericks by not making as many mistakes as them, which is what they'll do to a lot of teams this mm. year. And I think you see you see the stability that Thunder have running through their team, that Wasps have running through their team, that Bath have running through their team. And it, it takes something special to break those teams down. I think add to that for the uh, Thunder girls, it's like a loyalty as well because you see very little movement within the Thunder setup. They have, you know, they're all homegrown. A lot of the girls stay are from Manchester. They stay at Manchester. They don't go anywhere else. And they want to be there. They, well, we thought, wow, you know, last season when a couple of the girls sort of like stepped away and went somewhere else. But you see that those girls have now drifted back. To, to what they know. And then we've also like got... homing pigeons. They are like... <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Homing <laughs> pigeons. But then they've also got Dan. Dan's returned. Yeah. You know? So, I, I mean, I don't know where that came from or what that's about, but... I think I think Dan Ryan loved Manchester when he was head coach. He obviously, he obviously went to Adelaide in Australia and, mm. and got some experience as head coach over there. Um, and then he was looking for jobs in this in this close season. And I think when, when the opportunity to be assistant at Thunder came up, he, he kind of jumped at it just because he had the experience with that club. He he loved living in Manchester um, and he's combining it with the Northern Ireland yeah. head coach head job. Coach, yeah. And so it's a bit of a short um, hop, skip and a jump across to, to and, Belfast. And it'd be great. It, he will be a great crutch to, to Karen while yeah. she's there. Yeah, it's a strong And he knows it. Team. He knows, like I say, he knows Manchester, he knows the girls and he knows netball. Yeah, and you you always go back to what you know, don't you? You, know, yeah, well, you go back to yeah. what you love. You do, though, don't you? you do. Like what you know, you know what you like. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think, I know it's early on um, to say this, but do you think it's likely that those four teams, we're going to see them top four? Well, I don't because I'm at Loughborough, so... Uh. My bad. <laughs> and obviously, I mean, we, I, we the, can... only tweet, the only tweet I put out on Saturday was for, was for Loughborough. But I think if we're all being, you know, putting on our, our coaches' heads yeah. and going by what we see on paper, and we'll say on paper because, like you say, anything can happen throughout the season. Probably, yes. You think it, so? Yeah. Sorry, you don't look too happy. <laughs> it's like that, Maggie. We're mates. <laughs> I'm, I'm just no comment in this well, one. You stay out of this no, one. No, I mean, I mean, I think, I think they'll be favourites for top four. You, yeah. You'd look at, at Thunder, Wasps, Mavericks, Bath. Bath yeah. Um, you've got some other teams that are going to be in and around the mix. Mm -hmm. Um, and for the for the rest of us who people wouldn't necessarily perceive as as top four favourites, you're going to have to just scrap like all hell mm. to yeah. to get in Go there. Go for it. Yeah. Well, well of course you've got um, seven stars at home, haven't you? Yes. What are you going to be asking of your team? Um, just a lot more consistency. Um, last last week we we were really good second quarter. We were terrible in the second half. 
Um, so you've got to put a consistent four quarters together. I was I was actually impressed with Stars because I stayed to watch them and, and scout them out a little bit. And I thought their defence end was really good. Um, Jodie Ann Ward, who's come over from Jamaica, did a really good job for them. Um, and so it's going to be a solid test for us because I think if we if we play well and we play a consistent four quarters, um, it's definitely a winnable game. If we don't play well, I think they're a team that is, is going to keep everyone honest because they they kind of just grind the ball yeah, to goal um, and they they kind of wear teams down. And that's what you saw with the Pulse game. It went to the wire because they, they were very similar teams in the fact that they don't do anything extraordinary, I don't think, but they, they do it consistently well. Yeah. And there's other... Sorry, Maggie, go on. No, I was just trying to say that as, as coaches, you just basically say to your team, netball's a really simple game. I believe it's a simple game. Mm-hmm. And it is about just doing the basics and doing them well and just keeping the ball, just keep possession of the ball. Just winning, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah ideally. And, and, uh, but it is a but, simple but that game. But goes, that goes from junior level when you start yeah. playing yeah. And, until the very top level. Mm-hmm. And, and some of the stuff that... Um, you see players do in Super League and in internationals when they're under pressure and the mistakes they make. You won't see 11-year-olds make those mistakes. Yeah. Um, and so the the idea of practising, and not until you get it right, but until you, you can't get it wrong, is kind of what you've got to get into players' heads that sometimes, you know, practice is going to be boring because you've just got to keep doing it and doing it and doing it and so that when it gets tough and you're tired and you're under pressure that your skills don't break down. You know the basics, you know yeah. what you're there for. I kind of liken it to the first test against the Uganda test in December when Uganda really pushed the Roses to, to the wire in the first game and they didn't do anything spectacular at all. Uh, the Roses defence did a really good job on keeping the ball away from, from peace. But what they did was they just kept possession of the ball and it was probably people are thinking, are you not going to make any any forward movement get yeah you're not going to do anything here. because I think I counted something like 32 passes in one yeah. play from one end to the other yeah. which is just that keeping possession of the ball don't do anything stupid with it and just do your basics it's, well it's a completely different style as well yeah. because you, you look at it and and it's it's so frustrating to play against correct because you're like we've been defending for like two minutes straight yeah, yeah. And, and they've yeah. not scored <laughs> you know? my, my legs are on fire and we've like, not taken the ball off them either no and we've not won any ball and so yeah. you can come off and think god we're, we're doing nothing here mm. because they're just keeping ball and so it's a frustrating uh, frustrating style, style to play against yeah. and it's something you've got to learn internationally I think how to play against those different styles and and I think Tracy is learning which players play well against different teams as well who works well together. Yeah. Um, also, just a quick one, just very quickly, I want your score predictions, ladies, for the other the other games that are coming up this weekend. Sirens uh, versus Bath. Maggie? Ooh. <laughs> That's going to be a good Bath. game. It's going to be close, but I'm going to say Bath because of the strength that they've got throughout the whole court, not just in pockets. Sarah, do you agree with that? I think Bath will be favourites, but it's a, it's in Glasgow on a Friday night and I'm going to... I'm gonna, put my head on the block here and go sirens. Ooh, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll remember that. And yeah. when we revisit this next week, we'll see if it's right. Can we have a tin yeah. on the tech count top and, you know, whoever loses puts a tin in for the <laughs> I Christmas mean, party. That's fine by me. Can I get the winnings? Because yeah. <laughs> I'm not no, doing I'm the Christmas party. <laughs> I feel like this is like a shortcut to me losing friends as well, this tupping competition. Yeah. Uh, and also, ladies, uh, Storm uh, versus Mavericks. Sarah, you go first. Mavericks. Mavericks. Right, and Pulse versus Dragons. Oh, Pulse. 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 Right, so it's only Sirens Bath that you both uh, yeah, you yeah. don't agree on, right? Okay. Obviously, we all think Lightning's going to win, don't we? 
Hello. Oh, yes. <laughs> you, there was silence then for a minute. Yes, we yes, do. Yes, 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 yes we do. You. There we, we do. go. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, now, let's talk again next about something else that's incredible. Uh, Vitality Roses, their Commonwealth Gold and a hugely positive response to this. Uh, so just I'll just name a few of the accolades because I know that you ladies will have already heard of them. But Team of the Year at Sports Personality of the Year. Uh, most memorable moment for winning Commonwealth Gold in Sydney at Sports Personality of the Year. And at Defender Jeeva Mensa awarded CB in 2019 honours list. Incredible that is. That is incredible for the sport. It, it's phenomenal. Um, I mean, to to see the girls up there on stage, primetime TV, BBC, team of the year, Alma giving a speech. It's amazing. And I think it's going to be so inspiring for for the future generations as well to, to have visual of the, those women, women achieving. And I think Helen Houseby is now becoming that kind of person that's coming up with these most memorable moments because I remember when they won the Super League, it was a dying seconds. It was the last <laughs> shot that she had to make. Similar circumstances, if you yeah. remember. And she scores a winning goal yeah. again. I mean, I, I, mean I, was, I was at Sports Personality and, and chatting to people beforehand. I was like, we've, we've got a great chance for moment of the year because it was a public vote. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the really pleasing thing that people came out and voted, but netball fans always come out and vote. And that's what I love about them. Every device, <laughs> laptop, <laughs> iPad, you know, your aunt, get your auntie's phone. dog on yeah. there. Every, every member of the family is voting. <laughs> and, and I love that. But then also to get team of the year, I think is just like the, the cherry on the cake because to beat the England football team in, in any poll or in, in any vote, in any award, yeah is phenomenal in this country because football right. dominates. So I think that's that just makes it even bigger for the, for the girls. I mean, obviously, um, we know why. We know why they deserved it. But why do you think now is the time that they are getting these accolades? And I think awards? it's got to go back. It has got to go back to the Commonwealth Games yeah. because we got the coverage that, 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 that they've never really had before. And people tuned in because when it got down to the quarters, you know, it was really tight. They were winning by one goal and it piqued everybody's interest. And we are a nation of, of, of sports lovers. And I think we're very loyal as well. So if England are playing, if there's no football on, there's no rugby on. Well, what's yeah. the next thing? Yeah. Well, there's a bit of netball. I, yeah. I Let's think watch it. I, I was commentating on the final with Caroline Barker and, and just before it started, Caroline was like, oh, like, don't be nervous. It's four in the morning at home. No one's going to watch it. <laughs> Hell, I set my alarm for yeah. quarter yeah. four. Uh, I, I was going to say everyone. Everyone was hooked. Well, everyone. She obviously it, just said it to make me feel better because afterwards <laughs> it was like just <laughs> blowing up. People, like, I was, I'd obviously lost my mind. Everyone at home had lost their mind. Yeah. I was like, that was a complete lie, wasn't it? Like, people were up at four in the morning yeah. ready. Did she know that? Did she say to you afterwards? Yeah, I, I don't know. I need to ask her. I need yeah. to ask her because it was smart from you, her. Yeah, you need to call her out yeah. on that. It is quite clever. Uh, also, quad series as well. We've got to talk about that. Taking place this month in London and Liverpool. Yeah. Um, girls, is it now essential for the Roses to perform well in both the quad series starting next week and the World Cup to keep this kind of the momentum going, Sarah? Yes, in a word. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, they, they don't. Need, I don't think they need to win either. Mm. I mean, obviously, we want England to win, but I don't think they need to win for for the interest to continue and the media interest and the public interest to to continue because they're b both home competitions. Yeah, and so the coverage we're going to get is is great, but they need to perform well. And I think this this quad series is a real opportunity for England to win the quad series for the first time because with Australia, New Zealand, um, South Africa, there it's a tough competition. Um, but one they'll they'll want to win, and all the players have got a point to prove. You know, World Cup selection is in May. Yeah, they're all fighting for a spot. And then when the when the World Cup rolls around, you want to win a home World Cup. You don't you don't want to go out at quarterfinal stage or something. And I think no. I think we've got the squad where we can win it. But I don't think you can ever expect to win something. You can you can aim for at the final, 
But I think as soon as it gets to that semi-final stage, no one knows who's going to win a semi-final. Mm. So, you know, I think when they get there and they put in good performance, I think that is the main thing. But, you know, we have, we have got the potential to win it. And they do have a target on the back. Let's be right about this. Yeah. Because the Australians will be coming at them and they will be coming at them hard because they will not have enjoyed being beaten in their backyard. The South Africans, you know, they're getting closer, ever, ever closer. Yeah. Um, and the Kiwis, well, the Kiwis have been on a bit of a, a dip with their performance. So they've got a lot to prove as well. I was going to say, so I guess it's kind of a case of everybody there has got a point to prove. Yeah, Absolutely. And I think it's it's easy kind of, be, it's easier being the predator than the prey. You oh, know, yeah. You're trying to yeah, yeah. get it, get it, like getting like to that. that. Well, you know, getting to that number one spot. It's always been the underdogs, haven't they? Always been the underdogs. But now it's like there's an expectation, so it's a different kind of pressure you're dealing with, and Mm. and I'm hoping that they're gonna they're gonna take it in the stride. Are there any surprises for you, ladies, um, of the squad? Any of the? I don't think I wouldn't call them surprises, but I'm I'm delighted to see that the you know that we've got you know Razia Kwashi. She's being given an opportunity. And, you know, we've got Fran, Fran as well, who's been given an opportunity as well. So they're bringing a couple of the young ones, the young defenders through to, to give them the experience. Hopefully they'll take the court uh, because it's one thing being part of the, the feel of it and being part of the squad. But to actually get on court and gain that experience is massive. It's yeah. probably nice for them as well that it's happening in England Yeah, for them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, probably given the option, you'd play a January series on the Southern Hemisphere. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Yeah, this is true. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. That's probably just me. That's why I'm retired. I, just, I was just there for holiday. Um, but obviously, you want to you want to play in front of a home crowd. And for some, like Joe Harton has been out with injury recently. This is the first time she's played on home soil since 2016. Wow. So that's huge. Yeah. Like just to have friends and family there is a huge yeah. motivation in itself. Is it really bad that when you said 2016, I was thinking oh, that's just that's, that's it's not it's yesterday. Gone. Yeah, Crikey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's quite some time. Yeah, it is. Um, and I think I think the only surprise for me was they've gone quite light in midcourt. Um, I think they've taken Fran Williams to cover wing, wing defence, um, and they they had an opportunity to take another midcourt and they've not. And so I think people like um, Sasha Corby and Gabby Marshall will feel a little hard done by on this squad. But um, like I said, it's a it's a scrap for World Cup places now. So I'm sure... Um, I mean, they get their fighting. bite, don't they? They get their bite as part of England. Um, they they uh, play England. To play against and, New Zealand and Australia And they were well. also both in the Uganda Test yeah, yeah, Series. Yeah, so were. it's a little bit of, I think, Tracy Neville looking at all the options yeah. available before World Cup and making sure she's sort of seen everything she wants yeah. to see. And also, obviously, with it being over here and with there being so much media interest, do you think Tracy Neville and the team, um, do you think they'll cope all right with that? Yeah, I think they'll cope. I think so. I, I think... I think def- they'll definitely cope, and I think they're, they're encouraging it at the minute. I think it's it's still at a level where um, any any sort of publicity, any sort of media, is good news. And so, even if um, even if the media wanted to portray England as the favourites, I think you'd take that at the minute because it's better than having an I'm interest in it than just not being bothered. It has been a slow burn over the years. You know, this this interest for as much as Sarah's been involved in the England setup more recently than myself. And, you know, she probably ended up getting lots and lots of coverage, more so than we ever did. But bearing in mind, this is still quite new to the girls. You get this 
craziness when you go to Australia or you go to New Zealand. You know, it, you can't go anywhere when you're in Australia or New Zealand if you're a netball star because they know who you are. Mm. So since the Commonwealth Games, for much as there was a bit of a build-up and Sky have started doing some of the Super League games, you know, it, it is still relatively quite new, all the, the hype around the girls. And long may it continue. I was going to say, do you think that's going to inflate even further? Do you think it will get to a point where it is like them? And, and Yeah, I, th- I think it's, it's just on the right trajectory. And I think that's what we're talking about in terms of it being important that England continue to perform well yeah. um, because you start losing and people lose, lose interest. interest. Yeah. Um, so I think it is important that they continue to yeah. do well. I think what this squad's got going for them is we've got a lot of girls who've played out in Australia and New Zealand who are used to media attention, who are yeah. used to getting their performances critiqued on, on the weekly basis and yeah. you know receiving some negative press as well as positive. Um, but it's definitely going in the right direction at the minute and it's a really exciting time for for anyone involved in netball not not just internationally but you know throughout throughout the UK because there's there's lots and lots of opportunities and we'll always be here every week championing them, won't we? Yeah, yeah, waiting for people to give us questions and comments and everything. I was well, say here, here's the example. Here sits the example that yeah. we're you know we're here doing this this evening talking about netball. I never thought I'd see this in my lifetime. Never. No, it's 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 exciting. It is exciting that it's really being talked yeah. about. And uh, well, ladies, have you enjoyed yourselves? Yeah. yeah. First one done. Yeah. How, how was that for you? It's flown by, hasn't it? It's just like <laughs> just like being being go, going out for dinner with your mates, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, from but no, food. no food. <laughs> yeah, that's the disappointing <laughs> bit, isn't it? Uh, now, if you've enjoyed it and you have got any questions for Maggie or Sarah. Or me, but I can't promise I can answer them. Uh, tweet at my netball nation and find us on any social media at my netball nation. Give us a follow, tweet any questions, let us know what you think of the first podcast, and please do join us because we'll be here with you every single week. Uh, thank you so much to Sarah Bayman. Thank you to Maggie Birkinshaw. I've been Emma Louise Jones. I, like I say, we'll be chatting about round two Super League results as well as reaction to the opening games of the Quad Series next week. You looking forward to that, ladies? Yes, cannot yes. wait. Um, and like I say, yeah, if you've enjoyed us, don't forget to subscribe and give us a little review wherever you listen to your podcasts and anywhere on social media at my netball nation see you later thank you very much get your fix mynetballnation.com